we'd like to welcome all of you to our Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is here with me, ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. Dr. Holmes' specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Holm. Good morning, Joan Hogan. You're looking good today. Looking you came good in to... bundled up. Were you riding a bike or it's, what? No, no. It's just, just cold, cold out. Oh, I just right. walked to Cooks and back and, you know, walking well, a mile it'd be cold outside. Doing that. It's cold outside. Yeah. It's 25, it was 26 degrees this oh. morning when I took okay. off. You're warmed up now, though. It's it's what now? 31. Thir- thir- it's all the way up to 31 right Oof. now. Well, it's supposed to warm up today, I think. Yeah. What I can't get over is how, uh, we have a big football game at, at uh, Brookings this weekend. SDSU right. is playing in the playoffs, and the weather's supposed to be beautiful for it. I'm so excited. How Nice about that? weather. We won't be freezing out there. And I, I hunted. Know I hunted this last Sunday, you know, without gloves. It had to be beautiful on Sunday. Oh, I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, I actually got my pheasant, the one that I got for absolutely sure that was mine. Only one person who shot was me. And I shot three other times when there were other shooters, and, of course, you don't know who who got the bird? Who got the bird? This time you got the bird. This one for sure. It could be a dirty story to go with that, but we'll leave <laughs> it. You got the bird. <laughs> who got the we'll bird? We'll keep it clean. All right. But I mean, exercising outside on a beautiful Sunday. I mean, in South Dakota at the end of November. How do oh. you? How do you beat it's that? It's just beautiful. Now, who gets to clean that bird? I clean that bird. Do you? I wow. I, in fact, uh, I had three birds and I cleaned their breasts. That, that's just I just took their breasts. That's right. all I took and. Uh, we will use those in a pheasant Maybe uh, stew? celebration. Or not stew? I no, think stew no. would be a good way to do it. No, no. no, no, no I no, think cream don't. pheasant is probably the very best okay. thing. But, That's what you uh, enjoy. You know, uh, if you use Dave Dodson and Lee Crotteville's uh, recipe, it's a fabulous thing. They do that at the Episcopal Church every uh, end of October. Okay. And it's a fabulous uh, wild game feed feast and it's you know they that's a success every year I, and, and I, they really do well with it. i have in my freezer the leftover creamed uh, pheasant that is just to die for you know that you put that on noodles and you you're you're kind of i'm in heaven i'm in heaven <laughs> yes what a deal hey we're here in brookings south dakota we'd love to have a call from you any questions you might have of a medical nature we're going to get back right after this break and hope that there's a call from you in the meantime Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're happy to have you listening today. Dr. Holm is here, as I said, ready to answer your questions. And we're pleased we got a question coming in. And it has to do with what's happening at daycares these days. I didn't know this, but there is an outbreak of mouth, hand, and foot disease at local daycares. And this mother would like to know what can be done about it. It is a virus. It's a virus. Uh, I was wondering how it got spread, virus. Uh, and it, uh, it, it is spread like every other virus by hand and mouth so that uh, little kids in particular in a daycare you know they're chewing everything and touching and dripping and gooing and i mean they're they're just slobbering slobs and um you know it's interesting you you my my wife ran a daycare center for a long time i mean eight years we we lost a significant amount of money every year on that deal (laughs) But <laughs> you was, took good care of the little darlings. Yes, we did. We had up. We had like eighty kids going at at. Uh, it was quite the center. It really a, was a really a neat place. 
So, um, but you know, there are all these conflicting bits of information about the dangers and the infections that are spread. Hand, foot, and mouth disease is one of them, and it's you know it's basically a virus that causes a a, a rash and uh, and. And I can't go into it because I don't really know about that because I don't generally take care of little kids. Right. My wife could tell you about it more. But I can tell you that uh, with the with daycare centers, kids that go to daycare centers run through those viral infections, whereas kids who don't really have less mm-hmm. of them, although they still have them, uh, on the other hand, the kids that go to daycare centers have less leukemia and less cancers Why later is that? on in life. Well, it's that hygiene theory again. Uh, the, the kids that are protected from all of the exposures seem to be uh, higher risk to the problems associated with immune diseases and uh, even cancer. People who had, you know, kids grazed on a farm with all of the dirt and the dust and the exposure that they have from that have less of those illnesses. And so, you know, as our whole society got cleaner and cleaner, the infectious diseases went away or diminished, didn't go away, but diminished greatly. But at the same time, the uh, immune system uh, problems uh, rose. And the theory is that uh, it's a, it's an, you know, certain exposures are important to protect you later on in life. Well, you know, what you said has probably allayed some of the fears or concerns with this mother and any other mother or grandmother out there listening that knows their child or the grandchild has uh, mouth, hand, and foot disease, that it's okay because they'll get over it and possibly they'll be less likely to have an Im- immune disease as they're older. Yeah, right? I mean, so there's I, an upside there's to it. There's an upside to All it. Right. I mean, let's face it, you cannot protect, I mean, you can clean those toys, you know, twice a day, three times a day, 20 times a day. You know, you can uh, wipe the noses, wash your hands, the whole nine yards, and no matter how you do it, when you, if your kid goes to a daycare center, there's an exposure to infections that there's going to be uh, at those places. My, my recommendation is get all the vaccinations you're supposed to get. Get all those good shots. Know there's going to be some illnesses. Know that that's probably a good thing in many ways. Uh, and, uh, and life goes on. If you want to keep the kid at home and not exposed at the daycare, then they'll get those illnesses when they go to uh, kindergarten. They- they go to kindergarten, they're going to be exposed to all of those okay. all over again. Or if yeah. you don't go to kindergarten, you homeschool your kid all the way through, then they'll get it when they get out on the workforce. I mean, you know, there's a time, and it's better, you know, if you think about polio as an example. Polio is one of those illnesses that are spread uh, that is a, th- that before we had vaccinations, it was spread in the in uh, from little babies to ba- little babies to little babies to little babies, and, and it was just a diarrhea illness. But if you didn't have that illness until you were eight or ten, then you would end up par- paralyzed uh, many times, and it would kill you, or you'd end up, you know, with severe uh, musculoskeletal uh, permanent disabilities. And so there's an advantage to uh, illnesses when you're a little baby instead of getting them as, as an older person. Measles used to be 
before we had vaccinations. It used to be an illness that would be mild as a child, but terrible as an adult. Mumps, the same story. I mean, you know, those kinds of things. So uh, I just, I, I am a proponent of daycare. I'm a proponent of societal support of daycare because it can't run by itself. I mean, you can't run an independent organism thing. Uh, I think the, you know, for example, uh, the the bank has a daycare center. Larson Manufacturing has a daycare center. There's a, you know, companies have daycare centers uh, that are, or support daycare centers uh, so that they can get the workers. They can benefit their employees and right. have those people work for them, right? It's a benefit to the company and it's a benefit to the employees. Right. And they need someone to watch their kids. Right. It's that and, simple. And my personal bias is that if you, uh, what is that story of what you learn in kindergarten will get you through life? You know, if you can learn to play fairly. Yes. And you all learn the all, nice those, things. all those Be nice things. Be kind to others. Right. Now you learn them young, then it carries with you throughout your whole life. And so I, I'm, I'm a societal person. I think that, you know, individual rights and protections are important, but I do think that interacting with others, in society right. with others is something that is a good, good thing. So if your child happened to get mouth, hand, and foot disease because they're going to a daycare center, it's not pleasant right now, but overall, it's just fine. They'll you get bet. through it, and uh, they'll probably be less likely to get immune diseases when they get older. Put a long diatribe on a simple little question Well, like was that. I'm glad they called in with that question. With that in mind, we'll take our next break. Maybe we'll get another question. We'll be We'd back like right questions. after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here with Dr. Holm, and we just finished a nice discussion on things going on in daycares and the benefits of daycare centers in this country. Right. I think it's really good to have them. We have another topic that is uh, on your mind because you're, are you writing a paper on it's, this or just, dis- just No, it's chapter nine on, a, on my book. On your book, and it has to do with elder abuse. Not a happy topic, but no. something that should be recognized as occurring. Well, and if you t- and I've addressed abuse through the years uh, in essays, uh, as we have had television shows addressing child abuse, uh, sexual abuse, uh, and elderly uh, abuse of the elderly, and um, they it occurs in many forms. If you look at it, uh, uh, first is that of uh, of emotional abuse. Uh, emotional abuse would be. Uh, any kind of putting down of another person. In fact, if you look at the definition of abuse, what it is is someone who has power over another. Uh, maybe it's an emotional power, but maybe more it's more often it's financial power. Sometimes it's physical power. Uh, sometimes you know you're a, a a parent of a child, so you have power over that child. You're a a, a an adult child caring for an elderly who is weakened and you have power over the elderly. Maybe it's a boss that has power over an employee or it's a famous movie star or a director. Famous morning personality. Morning personality who may have power because of their, their money or their fame or the, what they can do for another person. But when you've got power over another then uh, what you'll find is that most people who are good-hearted and caring people will not abuse that power. A physician who has um, power over 
the patient who is there for, I need your help, doctor. Uh, uh, They're not going to abuse that. You're not going to abuse that, and most people do not. People do not abuse their power in most cases. But in some cases, they They will. Uh, People will take advantage. Um, And some of that is because if I've got power uh, uh, and I can do that, I will... I will take that advantage and run with it. You look at uh, the pharmaceutical company that uh, had the uh, control over the epi- EpiPen. The epi- uh, and then they, and they raised dis- the price ridiculously. The, with yeah, they, they, they took uh, it from um, $80 to uh, 800 uh, And that was power, an abuse of power for that's sure. That's an abuse of power, and they have advantage over someone lesser you know someone who is who needs that uh epinephrine to protect them from terrible allergies um and uh and who cares about the patient because oh the patient is covered by the insurance company Uh, so uh what has happened is that third party payer system in this country has been a bad thing but let's go back to the elderly elder abuse and i i find this sad because it's often family members that are that are abusing isn't it? Well, and it may well be that uh, something is coming back t- to haunt them uh, because that adult may have been abusive of their children. Now their adult children is abusive of Can that adult. Payback, which is payback. not good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, 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 the science says one-third of the children who are abused will become abusers. Two-thirds won't. Two-thirds will not. But one third will, isn't that a that isn't that uh, and and that's a consequence of not knowing that that's wrong. I mean, it, this is normal for me. This is quote unquote normal, uh, which is that you take advantage of of someone who is uh, you have power over. You know what it reminds me of when you say one third will. You you can't imagine if you've been abused why you would ever do that to someone else. And I think when I look back. Uh, in my youth growing up in Chicago when there was so much prejudice. And I thought the people that I knew were all immigrants. They were Irish immigrants who were abu- who were really prejudiced against when they came to this country. There were signs in Boston, no Irish on the lawn, no Irish or dogs on the lawn. I mean, there were just horrible things, the terrible uh, prejudice. Against and the then Irish. these same Irish turn around our prejudice against blacks. I didn't get it. It didn't make any sense to me. If you've been treated poorly, why would you treat someone else poorly? But they do. But it's happened in this country over and over again. You'll find blacks prejudiced against Spanish. You know, I mean, really? What's the point? I don't understand abuse or prejudice. It both makes no sense to me. It is called repetition compulsion. It's horrible. The human (laughs) nature is that if you've been abused, you have a tendency to be abused. An abuser. It's Uh, sad when it happens that I like to see our country somewhat changing on prejudice. We certainly haven't overcome it, but we're somewhat. We're moving in. And I'm switching from your story on abuse, but it's the same thing. It's power. It's it's you have the power now, and now so you're going to treat someone else poorly. I just don't get it, but it does happen. Well, and there are other reasons why people are abused uh, or are abusers too. Uh, the one expert uh, who runs an abuse house, safety house, who is a counselor, psychologist, is well written, uh, says that it's a child 
that that wasn't abused uh, just had no discipline, uh, and in fact uh, found out that if uh, if he pitched a fit, he would get his way. Get his way, yeah. Uh, and uh, his parents were, you know, whatever you say, little boy, whatever you want. And then when the little kid would come home from school and they, were, they would be disciplining him, uh, the parents would be very angry. How dare you discipline our child? We never did. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's exactly Somebody should, it. but we never did. Uh, and the child has never uh, realized uh, that uh, you don't do these things. Uh, that you don't take advantage of another person, and that person becomes the abuser. Bob, you were going to say something. No, I just, uh, did you know that at the end of World War II, the countries that had been occupied by Germany, when Germany surrendered, they sought out anyone of German ancestry, and there were 500,000 ethnic Germans that were killed in Czechoslovakia and Poland really? that no one really knows about. It was payback. So wow. Wow. these, these, these people were subjected to heinous Nazi-type occupation, but as soon as they got an opportunity for some payback, they, they visited it. exactly <laughs> the same thing on innocent people. The so people had not done anything to them. They all just they happened was, to have German all they did was In Czechoslovakia, it was the worst because the Sudetenland was primarily German-speaking Germans that had settled there, and that was... Hitler's pretense for invading Czechoslovakia, but as soon as they announced the surrender, it was a bloodbath. And Poland also. They used the emptied concentration camps to intern the Germans and then starved and hung and executed them as well. Oh so my goodness. It's well, like we it's that out of the news. cycle of abuse, right? Right, there it is. I Repetition, compulsion, you know, you've been abused, treated poorly, and then you come back to it. Terrible. The best treatment, of course, is to uh, to treat uh, others uh, fairly and and kindly. They say there are two components that works that that works. One is as you're a, if you're a parent that you love your children unconditionally, but number two that you treat them uh, with just uh, uh, rules and regulations. Uh, so you teach them that when the ball comes out of the court. Uh, and lands outside the boundaries, then it goes to the other te uh, team. That's the rules. And the kid comes to the parent and says, no, no, I won't do it again. No, no. The answer is, uh, you know, these are the rules, uh, and you treat, you have, um, you know, you, you, you treat your children uh, with justice such that when they do this, this is what, con you know, and the children know. There is consequence conse for your actions. That's and right. a lot of kids are growing up without knowing that there are consequences for their actions. And, and so you've got to have a, a balance. Thing. You've got to have yeah. unconditional love and forgiveness, but at the same time you teach, you know, you have discipline. A little discipline never hurts, right? Actually a good discipline, firm, clear, fair, just discipline is important in a family. And, uh, you know, we, uh, it's, I can remember uh, my dear friend Lyle Bose came to our, our house, uh, and uh, he always kind of thought of me as this wild and crazy liberal person who lets our kids run wild and crazy and, and so on and so forth. 
Um, and, you know, I have always encouraged our kids to follow their bliss, which probably in the short term has not been a real good thing. But in the long term, <laughs> no, no. I think it's going to be a wonderful They'll thing. They'll be healthy people right. because of it. But, but here we are. still had discipline, though. Yes. Right. We sat around the kitchen or around the, the dinner table for, for Thanksgiving or whatever it was. Lyle was there and everybody sat perfect and there was, you know, and the dishes were passed and it was an un- it was a controlled environment and everybody was you know, uh, yes, sir, and no, sir, and all that type of a thing. And he says, I don't get it. You know, here's the, <laughs> they, you might, where is this? You're a loose cannon, and this your loose cannon, and your children are <laughs> controlled. And <laughs> so, but we didn't, I think I, I spanked Carter one or two times, and that's about all the spanking that occurred in our house. But we did. We had clear-cut discipline. They knew their. They knew their role. Well, we got away from uh, elder abuse, but we I did, guess didn't we? We the got, whole thing is. We've the got some same. time to talk it's about all it. The same. Well, <laughs> it is. Discipline is an important thing. Yes, and, and abuse of anyone and abuse of elderly is very sad. And I think one of the things that people are concerned about is nursing homes. If you put your parent in a nursing home. Can, I'm not there watching them all the time. How can I be sure they're not abused in their home? And that's a big fear, isn't it? Well, and uh, you know, I'll tell you what, in the nursing homes around here, there isn't abuse going on. There I believe not. there is not. I think no. you are correct. I've, I've you watched, read about it nationally. I've watched for it. I think you know, you get a, a nurse's aide or a nurse that might be a bad actor and, and they'll run, they'll be gone. Not Immediately. Too sh- not too long yeah. at the time. Um, I, you know, I think there are more nursing, one nursing home may be more attentive than another, uh, and that might be this year, not next, um, and or, you know, there's cycles, uh, and no matter how you try to be the very best care provider, as a physician, I'll say personally, there's times when you aren't as good as you were or could have been. I got a letter from a gentleman yesterday uh, who said when you in 1987 when you took care of my little kid and you gave you bawled me out for and you went on and on for doing this or that you know obviously it irritated him and he called me on it in 2017 isn't that an interesting oh. thing um, I I've sent him a letter of apology you know and I mean uh, maybe uh, I had a, a uh, I had a plan for him to try to guide him in this direction. Uh, he he was offended by it, and so boy, you he get held those on letters. to that offense a long time. He did, didn't he? he? My goodness. Well, and it goes to show you that every little tiny action that you may have thought was you know okay is okay. Uh, every every little count. Everything counts. Every little thing counts. It's a pity we didn't know that when we were younger. We might yeah. have been more careful. But <laughs> I know I've had a few people. I had one uh, woman come to me, and she said, I can't believe you're as nice as you are. I said, well, thanks a lot. She said, you know, I used to be afraid to go in your store because I had to bring my child in for corrective shoes, but you scared the daylights out of me. What did I ever do to this sweet thing? I have no idea. Hmm. I thought I was nice to kids, but whatever I did, probably just got to her and you, she was afraid of me isn't you know, that you so you don't know if you're younger and you recognize your actions might have these as you get older you're very careful with how you treat people or what you say to them but I, you know i there's no question about it though joan you're you are a person i know exactly where i am with you you do not i you, don't you mince say words the truth <laughs> to me and i know where i'm at you know uh and you know golden-hearted person yes uh uh clear-cut 
uh, honest, certain things, yes. you're Irish. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, we need to take a break before we decide what Joan is all about. We'll take yeah. a break. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We have been just... What have we I been doing? I don't know doing? where we we're, were. We're really all I over the place. I apologize for that. But, but we do have a, que- uh, a caller with a question, and we will get to that now before we run out of time for the morning. The question is, what is the name of bacteria that invades the colon when antibiotics destroy the normal, the normal microbiome? Mi- the microbiome, that's exactly right. Oh, that's right. the right and, word. Okay. And, the, and the word is Clostridium difficile. Oh, well, let's put that in our... Say that again. C. difficile. C. difficile. Capital C, period, small, difficile, D, difficult to remember, C. difficile or Clostridium difficile, right. but it's only one. So that's one. the bacteria that can invade the colon. Oh, God, it, it's a terrible uh, infection, and we haven't realized it until we had excessive amounts of antibiotics, particularly Levaquin and Cipro, which have been, you know, very powerful drugs. Do not ask for those drugs. Those are bad actors. There's others that are as bad, uh, Augmentin in particular. So uh, the, the better, more powerful antibiotic, the more at risk for C. difficile. Wipes out your normal flora, your normal microbiome, which is your, pr- your friend, your, your protector. And you know that um, if you think of us, uh, uh, the body as a donut, right? A donor? A donut. Oh, donut. Okay. Okay, so everything that is crisp and brown is uh, the outside Mm -hmm. and the inner inside of the whole, right? So uh, uh, think about it. uh, uh, Your person is a donut. The the whole of the donut is starting at the nostrils and the mouth, and it goes all the way through the alimentary tract and out the uh, anus. That's the whole of the donut. The outside of the donut is the, I mean, think of it. That's a visual. I'm sorry, Bob and I are hysterical. That's a visual. That's a visual. <laughs> I'm a day-old donut. You are a oh, day-old donut. Tell us donut, about our donut. So, I don't want to picture myself as a donut, but I'm working on it. The microbiome okay. lives yeah. on that outer side, right? Okay. And that includes the outer side of our skin, right? And includes from the mouth, over, all, mouth the way all the way to the anus. That's our alimentary tract. That's the whole Got of it. the donut. And within that, on that donut, everything that's brown is growing more cells than our human cells. And they are important in our, our, our life uh, to stay alive. You'd bleed to death without them. Uh, you would not have a GI tract that would work. So those are important things. And the question had to do with C. difficile. You don't want to mess with antibiotics unless they're absolutely needed. Take-home so message, and we're running out of time. And that bacteria is not a good player. Not a good right. player. Okay, well, we appreciate that call coming in. We weren't sure about our bodies as a donut, but, you know, yeah. it's Dr. Home. We roll with it. <laughs> and we hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Home online at prairiedoc.org. Thanks, Rick. That's all till next week. Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Bob. And stay healthy. Out there. Yeah.